everybody. Welcome to Elder Speak, the official podcast of ElderGeek.com. You're listening to issue number 56. And as actually as a special treat this week, we're actually not going to be covering too much news because last week all the news came from E3. So this week we're going to be having an E3 postmortem. And with me this week, I've got Gavin Green. Hey, everybody. And I've also got Chris Vand here, who, uh, you know, was lucky enough to uh, go along as well. Hello. And unfortunately, we were going to have Sella Davis with us here tonight. She cannot join us. Uh, she's having some audio problems, so she'll have to join us on a future podcast. And uh, Cheyenne Decker, who was the uh, the fourth person from Elder Geek out at E3 this year, also can't make it. He's he's off uh, attending to some family fun stuff. Um, so that's it. Let's uh, let's get started right into the show. How are you guys feeling? Are you feeling relaxed after the show? Oh yeah, very much, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so relaxed, it takes us a long pause to answer. Yeah, absolutely. We're comatose with our re- relaxation point right now. And now, Gavin, this was this was actually your second E3. Um, yep. How uh, how brutal was it compared to last year? Oh uh, well, um, about ten times as much because uh, I didn't have the fortune of having a team with me last year, so I was literally all by myself. And while that wasn't necessarily as good as this year because I didn't get as much up, it was also very fortunate because I really didn't have as much of a strong plan, which means I had a lot more, you know, uh, bugger bugger around the convention center time. And this year, I had everything planned, everything scheduled. We were scheduling things on the floor. We were scheduling things the last day. We were scheduling things before the show, after the show. I um, Literally, the only time I played a game is on video on the site with uh, Connect. I did not touch a single other game because I didn't have time. So, and even after the show, we were, um, especially Dan and I, uh, Chris and I here were um, uh, heading out to all these after parties and um, just to network and all that stuff. So I got an hour each day where I'm like, I I have nothing to do. <laughs> now, Chris, what about you? Were you were you ridiculously overwhelmed while you were actually there, or or was it uh, a fun kind of overwhelmed? It was a fun overwhelm, but you know, like Gavin, I had maybe ten minutes of game time the entire time there. I I can recall playing Madden and Gran Turismo and Connect. I think that's it. So yeah, and then there was the networking. Gavin and I did that. It was pretty much we were walking, moving around every moment we were awake, except uh, during sometimes in our wonderful hotel room. Maybe we can. Oh, oh, that is a story and a half, man. That, oh yes. man, I don't know. Do we, uh, Randy? Do we have time for some <laughs> hotel hell, um, hell stories? Sure, go ahead. Hit us with an E3 hotel hell story. Okay, mm-hmm. um, since I'm the one that's put us up there, I think I'm going to give uh, Chris here the privilege of going through it here. We, uh, I'll just, I'll just set it up. We stayed at the Ramada Limited Hotel that is on uh, Southwest Lake, and yeah, I am calling them out on this because this is kind of ridiculous. So we've made <laughs> many jokes on the on the use of their word limited, but <laughs> I think I'll let uh, I'll let Chris uh, talk about it here. Go uh, go yeah. ahead. And there there was there was limited TV time in that the TV worked for a few seconds and then no longer did. There was limited internet in that the internet just disappeared after a few hours till the final uh, day before we switched hotels. Um, for one person, uh, I guess he had a limited bathroom time because there was pigeons roosting in his bathtub. Uh, <laughs> and this guy, I won't say his name, but I will say he is an engineer for Microsoft on Connect. So, oh, kind of, <laughs> and he he was at the same shitty hotel that you guys were at. Yeah, because he was a last minute kind of thing. He wasn't supposed to go, but then they said, you know what, go. So. He got stuck with that while his friends were at the JW Marriott. 
Um, limited <laughs> elevator service. We had to stay downstairs for about 45 minutes at one point. But they, <sighs> they were not limited on granola bars. That was a good thing. <laughs> so we loaded, we, we uh, just emptied them out on granola. <laughs> and candies. Yes, of course. They had a Werther's Originals, which was, which was their mistake, because I loaded my pockets up with that shit. I love me some Werther's Originals. No so, no roaches or rats or anything like that? Thankfully not. But, okay, uh, all right. Well, that's good. And the shower worked, and the uh, AC worked. So we were like, we um, anything that worked, um, Chris and I were maxing out on it for the fear that it would not eventually work. But so, from when, but for the moments, it seems like for the moments when you weren't like at an after party or actually at E3 itself, you're going from like super connected and super technologically overloaded to practically a cabin in the middle of the city. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Wow, that's uh, that's kind of crazy. Now, um, Chris, have you have you done any other bit? Like this, this was actually your first show for for Elder Geek. Have you have you know before you started doing stuff with us at Elder Geek? Have you been to other bigger like uh, game conventions aside from E3? No game conventions other than E3. That was my so, first. So this was your first game convention, like, ever, ever? Yes. Wow, okay. I, you know, my question was going to be, like, what's the vibe of E3 compared to, like, other game conventions? Um, but I guess, Gavin, you're going to kind of have to handle that. <laughs> um, actually, it's going to be difficult, because the only other uh, video game convention I've been to is e for all in 2007, and that's just kind of a sad comparison, because e for all took up half of one exhibition hall, in the same convention center that E3 took up the full extent of both convention halls in addition to some several hallways outside of it. So I don't really feel like I have a, um, a comparison point, but in terms of this year to last year, there was a lot more people. Uh, we got the official stacks out of, um, stats out of ESA today. It's up on the site. It's uh, 40, 45,600 um, people showed up as compared to around 40,000 last year. Wow. So it's a bit more crowded. Um, yeah, it's just um, seemed pretty much the same. I mean, a, a lot of companies were actually reusing the same booths. Sony did that that they had last year. Uh, it was just different games, and again, a lot of the time I was or uh, Chris even were um, we were up in the private meeting rooms, which is up the floor above the show floor. So a lot of times it was actually we didn't actually get on the show floor for uh, a lot of the day, like um, the first day with. Um, or the first official day with Nintendo and Sony, um, we sent Chris off very early in the morning to Nintendo, and then Stella and I went to Sony, and both of us probably got two hours on the show floor total that day just because we were all over L.A. just to try to get all to the uh, press conferences. Yeah, yeah, that is kind of unfortunate that they, you know, they started this stupid trend of, of putting the press conferences, like, you know, not only not during E3, but not within the convention center. I don't. I really don't know what the the drive is for that. Is it? Do you think it's just to kind of keep the, you know, E3 is not open to the public, right? That so is, well, I mean, well, public with uh, public with connections. You have in, uh, if you have five hundred bucks in the ability to get in with like probably tickets to sell out quicker than BlizzCon, yeah, you can get in. But very little attendees, probably ten percent or less, were actually not connected somehow. So I guess my really huge question is, like, I mean, here is here's Microsoft, you know, Sony and, and Nintendo and Ubisoft and EA, I guess now, and Activision, I guess they should start doing some bigger shows. I, I really don't know why they're not using the actual convention center's capabilities to put on their larger press conferences. Um, most of the time it's actually due to space. Both of the convention centers are taken up, and these are, at, at the very least, 1,000 um, up to about 3,000 people. 
that are going to these press conferences, and I just don't think that the convention center has these separate facilities in order to do it, especially for the days where there are multiple conferences right after the other. may not look like that on the schedule, but when um, you have to get out in between time, there's very little time to get between each conference. So, um, yeah, Chris can tell you, we actually had to be shuttled around L.A. the day before the actual convention started just to get everywhere, and we barely had time to eat food. Um, Chris, where did we stop to eat? Uh, before Ubisoft? Oh, I think it was something like the small, smallest, best restaurant or something to that nature. It was a little Asian burger joint. (laughs) And uh, we got hamburgers. Yeah, they're actually surprisingly good burgers, but literally it was a stand on the, on, what was it, uh, had to be Broadway. And um, I sent Chris off to stand in Ubisoft line, and I just grabbed like these two, <laughs> these two uh, plastic foiled covered uh, burgers and walked the six blocks to meet him. But there's oh. barely, yeah, there's barely any time. But even if you take out that travel time to get through LA, there's not going to be a lot of time to break these sets down and break down uh, and yeah. set the, the other ones up, especially for the big three. They have entire sets that are being built. These are full productions practically, especially. Um, Natal or Connect. Um, it yeah. was called the Natal event. So I don't. I just really think that it's easier to have these at a separate facility, especially since now all these guys have these separate um, partnerships with these companies. Like uh, the Microsoft had their Natal event at the Galen Center on the USC campus, and um, Sony's had the partnership with the Shrine Auditorium in LA for years now. So it just seems like uh, just another method of branch- branching out, and just seems like a lot easier than having to. Move all move around all these forty five thousand people in between. So it's almost it's almost less about the the convention space itself, and it's it's more about the show that they kind of want to put on. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of bit of both of that. Okay, all right. I was going to say because I am certain that the you know the LA Convention Center has a ballroom or something that they could, and I'm sure they do. You know, house some you know large, large, large crowds, but it's because they want like this you know, set with the three mega screens and stuff like that, you know, to put on a show more than anything else. That, that, uh, that That's why they do that. They don't that need sense. to do it anyway because they know you're going to go. So, yeah, true, true. I Personally, I would like them to see the kind of dial that down a little bit. Like, they don't need to really put on such a damn production, especially <laughs> since... Especially since every gamer that's interested and that can is going to be watching it through the internet. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, they could they could scale it down ridiculously small, um, but oh well. Oh. Uh, yeah, I just think there's in terms of press conferences, there's this continual pressure to one up everyone else. That's right. why the production started in the first place, and even now it's going to be very difficult to go back because you have these major guest stars appearing. Last year it was of course McCartney and. Um, this year, it was actually Joe Montana at the EA press conference, which thrilled me to no end. But yeah. um, And you're getting all these competing egos, especially when you get the developers on stage. And you really can't go back after all these years and say, no, we're just going to be in a ballroom this year. You're going to have a lot of very famous people um, that are holding your products in their backhand getting really mad at you. So, it, yeah. yeah, just for political correctness at this point, it's going to be very difficult to scale back now. Yeah, especially when you involve Cirque du Soleil in it. I mean, <laughs> I'm really sorry, my friend Stacy, who actually works to, with uh, Cirque du Soleil, but I mean, honestly, that circuses and video games have nothing to do with one another, and I, I really hope that Cirque du Soleil doesn't come back anytime soon. That was just they could have though. They could have with Connect, and that's the funniest thing about that was they had absolutely nothing to do with it. They didn't take advantage of it. It was like, yeah. why are they a part of this? Right, right. Again, I think it's just to make it more of a show, you know, kind of thing. I I really think it was named, but uh, Chris brings up a good point. I mean, we have a pretty long story for uh, 
for Natal. So if you just wanted to start in on that, I guess we can uh, go through that. But uh, do you have well, any let's, other? Let's, yeah, let's actually save that just a little bit sure. later, okay. I think. Let's uh, um, tease yeah, it out I, to the audience. Yeah, let's tease it out a little bit to the audience because everybody is kind of dying to hear, you know, out of the three of us, who we all, quote unquote, thought won, you know, the press conferences and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. And I'm sure we have three different opinions. Um, and of course, we're all going to be called fanboys afterwards, but fuck them. Naturally, naturally. Yeah. Yeah, because if I know you two, you're the biggest fanboys I've ever met in my entire life. But um, what uh, you know, out of the two things, like E3 is always known for pushing out new tech, and it's always great for pushing out like new games. What uh, what new tech and new games, like you know, were you guys happy to see? Did you not know about before the show that you were you were like, oh hey, that's kind of cool. Um, Chris, you got something? Um, I guess I would do a game, and. I had an idea it was coming out, but I didn't know that much about it, and that was Shogun 2. I just wrote about it, and I'm a huge fan of Rome Total War, and what I saw with Shogun 2 just blew me away like, completely. Just I can't wait for it now, and what I saw was only early alpha, and I can't even believe it. Like I, I would I would buy the early alpha right now. So, wow. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So that'd be so- my game. It is it is like a Rome Total War kind of game, but set in it, feudal Japan. Yeah, well, they're the first ever Total War game was Shogun, so this is Shogun too. It's kind of like back to roots, and oh. with Empire, it kind of got out of control, crazy, way too many types of units, blah blah blah. But um, I don't know. I'm really liking uh, the way it's going. Hmm, that's awesome. And technology wise, that's actually hard. I guess I I could call the the three uh, the three DS technology, I, I but I didn't really see it. I just you know heard it. Um, I don't. I by you not seeing it, I'm not surprised. Apparently, the lines for it wasn't were, worth it. You wouldn't. Yeah. You wouldn't get anything done. At least. Yeah, I us. hear it was like a day long wait just to see the damn thing. Pretty much. That stinks. You know, um, as far as tech goes, though, Gavin, my brother actually wanted me to pass along to you that you have terrible trigger discipline. He said that your finger was on the trigger the whole time during your MP5 interview, and he was like, he's going to kill everybody in the room. Well, that was my intention, so... <laughs> I, I, have, I actually have... Yeah. to calm down that it was just a toy, but whatever. I actually have excellent trigger discipline. As soon as he didn't answer one of my questions properly, I would pop a cap in his hat. <laughs> but actually, you bring up a good point. That's probably the the... the the most tech I can speak on because, like Chris, I didn't really get my hands on too much. Um, I thought it was very good, and it I was pretty impressed. I, I had scheduled the interview. I didn't know much about it. But when he said it was compatible with every v, uh, Wii game since the nunchuck and controller were built in, I didn't want to play uh, first-person shooters. I wanted to play, like, fishing games and Wii music on this thing just so I could shoot all the games I didn't like. I think it would make... The, the experience for the gamer, a lot more fun with all the schlockware that you can get on the Wii. But um, <laughs> in terms of other tech, I didn't get my hands on it, but we had a really good uh, demo, demonstration of Rock Band 3 while we were there. And Cella's actually going to be writing it up for us because they said so much about actual music that went over my head. So I, I handed it off to her. But the uh, the actual the way they uh, formatted the keyboard and how it plays on the screen was actually very impressive. Like uh, Mott mm-hmm. said in our, pre, our pre-show podcast, there's a lot of uh, hesitation on that because it's, as you can tell, a piano keyboard is very long. It has a lot of uh, buttons or, or translate into buttons when you actually made it into controllers. So right. they actually impl- uh, implemented it very well, and you're you're just going to get that um, described more thoroughly when Sella gets it out. But I was I was impressed. You're just making me sadder that she's not here because she is like an audio expert. You she know? is. 
She is a she, yeah. L- literally a video game audio expert, and, and unfortunately, we're missing out on this. No, but she will get her written preview up, and we're gonna. Um, our coverage does not end with all the interviews we have up. I hope uh, all of our viewers know that we have a lot more written previews coming out. We just, uh, like we said, we just got home, so we're just trying to find time to actually write it up and get them out. So expect those coming in next week. But in terms of games, um, like I said, I didn't play any. Um, yeah. But I guess I can say Sonic Colors because uh, I don't know how it happened, but maybe since I did the top 10 Sega Dreamcast games or something a while back, everyone thinks I'm a Sonic fanboy. And that's really oh, weird because yeah. I haven't played a Sonic game really. It like sat down and played through it since I got my Sonic Ultimate Genesis collection on the PS3. And I just go back to the original three Sonics and Sonic and Knuckles. I haven't played anything since then and I haven't wanted to, but Sonic Colors looks pretty interesting because they, um, at least they're getting hit enough uh, from consumer complaints that they're listening to them now. It's all based on the day levels in Sonic Unleashed, which is, of course, the best part. And it just has, you know, customizable new things that Sonic could do in addition to running really fast. It's simple, mm-hmm. but uh, it looks like they're um, at least keeping with the formula that we all want. And of course, I played a little bit, or I saw a little bit of Sonic for episode one and that also looks you know just like the classic games i grew up on just very bright it's a very garish color pa- uh, color palette and on a 50 foot hd tv it looks really really bright it hurt my eyes but hmm. uh, i guess those are the ones i'm most impressed with everything everything else pretty much fell in, in turns uh, into my expectations what uh what were you guys happy or i shouldn't say happy what were you guys sad to not see I mean, because I can give my example. What I what I really really wanted to see that just was not at the show was um was the Last Guardian. Oh yeah. Um, but everybody's everybody's saying that they're probably going to be showing it at TGS, and if not there, they're going to be showing it at Leipzig or GamesCon or whatever the hell it's called now. What what were you guys um, unhappy to not see there? I, I'm wondering if we're going to have the same answer here, and mine's Portal too. <laughs> You mean it wasn't like viewable on the show? I, I, no, you could see it, but I we weren't I we weren't able to actually go uh, back door and see anything of it. Got ya, got ya. So I really so wish was, I could have seen some of that. It wasn't playable on the floor. It was a private room showing only thing. Yep, I believe so. Yes, that, that, that is, is correct. Sad. I could I could say that would be a, a sad sad thing for me as well. Mm. Um, yeah, I was actually just more depressed on um, not seeing the Last Guardian, like you said. And even just a trailer. They showed off trailers for everything. Gran Turismo 5 got a release date. We have Twisted Metal again, but somehow they just couldn't fit in another trailer. Couldn't even maybe cut Kevin Butler's um, speech a little bit short on the press conference? Right, five minutes short, you know, just to show that. Yeah, absolutely. If there's one game that would totally make me, you know, squeal with little girl delight would be if they actually said that, that, uh, you know that Last Guardian was not only going to be available sometime in the near future, but it was also going to be 3D capable. I think that would just be amazing. That would make me go and buy a 3D TV. Wow. Okay, Sony, you now know. Do it. Get on it. Yeah, Yeah. what the hell? Come on, Sony. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, you know what? Real quick, we're just going to take a real quick break uh, right now. We're we're about 20 minutes into the show. And when we do get back, that is when we're going to get into, uh, you know, who won the show for us. And then you guys can, you know, you know, elaborate on your stories. Sounds good. Okay, we'll be right back, everybody. Hey, Elder Geeks. Got an idea for the site? Or do you have a topic that you'd like for us to talk about on Elderspeak? Be sure to drop us a suggestion on either the forums or by sending an email to info at elder-geek.com. 
welcome back from break. Um, again, uh, with me uh, for the second half of the show, I've got Gavin and uh, Chris with me, who you know were at uh, the most recent E3. Um, guys, let's actually go through the um, let's actually go through the the big press events themselves, and let's. Um, I think we could probably cut out Ubisoft, right? And we, we we're all kind of generally unhappy with that one. <laughs> and we both missed it. <laughs> Okay, so that's that's fair. Let's start from the beginning then. Let's uh, let's go through Microsoft. Gavin, you want to do you want to take us through that real quick? Sure, I got I got a little bit of a lead in there, but I think uh, Chris has a much more dynamic story to tell once we get into the actual press conference. But um, I was still staying at the Westin then, so I got a shuttle there, and um, E3 officially started when I got there. And the reason is I step onto the curb, and I've said this a billion times, but I look I look to my right, and ten feet in front of me. There's both Hideo Kojima-san and Tomonobu Itagaki-san straight there just standing and talking with this orbiting people of uh, orbiting circle of fans and press. I'm like, wow, E3 started. Because up until then, I was just doing pre, pre-show pre footage. So that was pretty interesting. But um, I had gotten us through the line, and it was a bit hectic to actually finally get, uh, get into the waitlist line um, because registering for all these is a bitch. But eventually I met up with Chris here, and we got into the show. But I think, uh, I think I'm going to give this one to Chris because he has the most – dynamic way of telling the story so uh what happened after you met up with me chris well first we had to find each other and i have the worst cell phone in the world so that took forever and then um i mean we got into the wait list and pretty much uh they had four tickets left uh to get into the show and we both got one each so that meant two two left so had we just been a little later uh we never would have gotten into the show so it was pretty epic. Uh, the show itself, um, I mean, we went, there's all these circus soleil dancers all over the place, and then we went through a TV, the big happy family, and then we made ourselves uh, down to the floor with a bunch of ponchos, and we thought it was gonna be this big, exciting. Uh, I guess Gavin thought we were gonna get wet. So well, yeah, I mean, you get a poncho. What else are you gonna do? You cover yourself up, and it's like you're either gonna get wet or get sticky. And I was preferring to get wet at that point. Or watermelons. You never know. If Gallagher too <laughs> is gonna make a comeback. You know, Gallagher with Connect, exactly. So, but I mean, then we made ourselves down, and um, their big super shredder shoulders, and uh, we waited and waited and waited, and we waited more, waited more, and then. I mean, we were blown away at the beginning uh, of the show with the uh, the dancing and all that stuff, and then this little kid descends with his parents on a couch that's hanging at the top. <laughs> I guess it's trying to say, you know, you you know, this is a big family event, exciting, hooray! And then, yeah, he makes his way over to to the dancers, and he climbs up on this giant rock, which is uh, an Xbox logo, and thus begins boredom like <laughs> just nothing but kitty game after kitty game after gimmicky we rip off after gimmicky we rip off is is actually pretty depressing <laughs> yeah you can um for those of you that watched it at home i bet ha- at least 60 percent of them played the guess the Wii game that this is based on you yeah. can literally go through each game and it was kind of depressing but like he said if what he said at the beginning didn't make sense like we went through a tv and there were families everywhere it didn't make sense to us like, literally, uh, we, we got in line, <laughs> and like, get your poncho, get your poncho. What? We got our ponchos, and we, and we were walking in line, and we literally walked through this opening that's in the space, and we're in the living room suddenly, where the TV is supposed to be, and Jeff Keighley is from G- Game Trailers TV, is like one foot in front of me, pushing us all along the line. He's like, wave to the family, Wait. at least, guys. 
yeah, wave to the family, and we're like, what the fuck is going on? It's like, <laughs> and I'm like okay, this is appropriately uh, appropriately confusing and slightly homoerotic, so it's very much Cirque du Soleil. But then we yeah. finally get there, and we have the 40-minute wait, and we have the really cool opening. There's, like, uh, you know, the techno-tribal dance that you all associate with Cirque. And a couple announcement, a couple announcement narrations, and then it devolves into a press conference. But uh, I think what was probably the fun, uh, the most fun part is you have all these pe- uh, all these actors bouncing up and down the stage trying to get everyone involved, and it's the most bored audience you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> this is the worst. Ad- this is the worst crowd to advertise this product to because um, what what were the two games that got the only response from the crowd? Probably Star uh, Wars. Yeah, Star Wars. Yeah. And even then, the Star Wars, what we saw was just like, uh... <laughs> because it was so painfully pre-played footage. You literally saw seconds of delay between the kid raising his leg and the Avatar raising his leg. But still, you know what, though? For that brief moment, for that one night, I don't know if you guys actually were able to see this, but for that one night, the whole internet was abuzz with how much potential there was in that Star Wars game. And I think Microsoft was loving that. And then later on, when they actually showed extended footage to that Star Wars game, and it just looked like it was just a Rails game, then everybody, yeah, exactly, everybody was like, fuck it, nope, don't care anymore. No, that like, was just, for that, yeah, that was the same footage they showed at the Natal event, though. No, exactly but uh, the same. they actually extended it. They showed oh. they showed more of it. And I think that was when everybody was just like, oh, well, crap. You know, that, that there goes all the potential that we thought was existing in, in this, you know, Natal game. So for like a brief twelve-hour period, everybody was excited for that game. But I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. Uh, um, uh, let's let's round up uh, Microsoft. It was, it was very Stepford Wives-esque, by the way. All the actors had giant smiles on their faces. It was very creepy. <laughs> I think that's the best way to sum it up. It was very creepy if you weren't into it, and no one there was. So. <laughs> I can't not enough Cirque. Not enough Cirque, I think. If they had actually, you know, had people... Because um, they had... The Galen's Center is wonderful to use levels with. It's basically an auditorium. So they have all these pre- rafters pre-installed, and it's very easy to just hook up the uh, the trapeze and hook up the rails, and then you could actually play with the levels in there. If you, if you, you know, itemize it at, like a Cirque show, you have at least three levels up to the ceiling where you could use it. And, you know, you think of Cirque, you think flailing bodies, you think movement, and all you really have to do is put cameras everywhere and show the Cirque bodies moving and flying around and just see avatars doing the same thing. But literally, they have a five-minute dance sequence and then they're sitting and b- being a Greek chorus for the rest of it, applauding and whooping when when you know the footage requires it. It mm-hmm. was a real it was a real lack of use on Microsoft's part for the Cirque. We were I Chris and I were really expecting a Cirque show and we were really let down. That's sad. Yeah. So I I can't remember who actually came up after after that if it was EA or if it was Ubisoft. I mean, it was, that, it was all... actually Microsoft. Microsoft was the uh, next one after that. Indeed. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. Well, uh, let's let's go into Microsoft. <laughs> you you give that story. I don't. I get sad thinking about it. I, I get sad too. But uh, I've said this. I'm very happy. This is the last time I have to talk about it, so I can stop being pissed off about it. But <laughs> we did not get into the Microsoft press conference. We were about three people away from getting in. They overbooked purposefully. Microsoft does this every year. They kicked out the entire European press circuit from attending the show. Um, we talked to about 50 of them. Uh, waiting and watching. So what we had to do, Chris and I, we went back to the hotel where Chris was still staying and to the JW Marriott, where he actually just left. He stayed there before he met up with me and uh, before we shared the Ramada Limited room. 
And we had to go back to the hotel because they had a VIP viewing room, which is basically a ballroom with a screen set up. And we were watching, and come the end of the show, we're going to go into the actual game show, but um, game shown, but at the end of the show, we were with 300 people that also didn't get in. And when mm. the guy said, but for everyone in the audience tonight, 300 people along with us simultaneously went, fuck. Yeah, I can imagine. There. We, were, we were all inches away from getting in there and getting our free 360s. And then, of course, right after the show ends, and I'm waiting, and we're getting out trying to find where EA is, who should give me a call? But my dear editor Randy, you know, joyfully, you know, chirping up. Did you get? Did you get the 360? Is it awesome? Well, the reason the reason why I asked that was because like the moment that it was announced, I got like two phone calls and a text message asking the same thing if you guys got them, and I I needed to like get a hold of you guys to find out. No, so that, you didn't no, get them. Nope. We did not, and we've still been pissed at Microsoft ever since. But uh, uh, Chris, what are your thoughts about uh, what uh, what games were actually shown? I'm trying to remember. Microsoft uh, had uh, the Metal Gear game, Metal Gear, Halo uh, Reach. Yeah, Halo that's right. Reach. They actually I, had a, a, a uh, at the, the front half of their show was more catering towards their typical crowd. It was their their second half of their show that they were trying to get more weak clones in. That's true, but um, Chris, you, uh, I think the rising point is a good point to start off with because that was a really good way to open the show. Oh yeah, and you and I were really impressed with that because. All we had heard up to that point was, which, which is what everyone heard was, you get a cut shit in this game. We're like, oh, that can't be fun. Oh, very fun. I mean, yeah. when I when I saw what he did with the watermelon, I was thinking to myself, maybe I can do frontal lobe lobotomies on my enemies. <laughs> that would be pretty fun. But yeah, when uh, when they actually showed the gameplay, we, I thought it was just going to be a trailer because they have that blackout before they start showing the gameplay at the end of the trailer portion of the Rising's demo, and then it just shows him flipping people up, and you get to see that aiming mechanic with a sword, and he just slices people in the fuck half, just like, wacha, clean, and we're like, holy, the first time people cut, um, uh, right and cut someone in half, the entire crowd went, holy yeah. shit, and we all <laughs> zoomed in on it, and it was re- it's completely unrealistic, because he cuts a freaking minivan in half, I'm like, that's just, that's sh- that's just awesome, it's just, uh, physics be damned, it's just uh, absolutely stunning, so that was a that was probably Microsoft's biggest surprise of the show, I think. Just the way Rising, just the way they pushed out Rising, because Sony didn't follow up with it at all. Rising has always been Microsoft's baby, even though it's uh, multi-platform. So it was nice to see some of that actually in motion, even though it's probably still beta right now. Oh yeah, if if beta, it might actually still be an alpha build. That's true. That's much. We don't have a release date for that, but uh, yeah, uh, Halo surprised me. Halo was, uh, personally for me, Halo was the biggest surprise of the show. I didn't give a shit until the literal last 10 seconds when Halo became Star Fox. I'm like, okay, now I'm interested. Can I just get that in a separate game? Because you have the usual running about shooting aliens, don't give a shit. And then at the very end, Six, the the main Spartan, gets into the shuttle, shoots off, they cut, a very quick cut, and then it shows him, you know, in space, battling and shooting. And I'm like, oh my god, it's fucking HD Star Fox. I'm so there. But, uh, uh, Chris, uh, yeah, that was me. <laughs> that was you, Chris. That was me. <laughs> any, any, any final thoughts on Microsoft, bud? Uh, pretty much Rising's the one. That's it. That's the one that really got me going. I Halo is Halo to me, even with the Star Fox component, which, I mean, for all we know, it's just running around the arcade shooter thing. There better be barrel rolls if it's really Star Fox. And, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, um... I guess Fable 3, but that's going to be on PC, too. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. And just a trailer? He, Come on. What, what the hell? We got a demo. We got stage demos for Gears of War and, and. That, no that is true. No Fable. No that Fable. That's true. But, Gears of War. That, that was, that was pretty fun. Um, but. I mean, overall, the Microsoft presser was pretty lackluster because at the end, I mean, you just got flooded with the Kinect crap that we already suffered through the previous night, and it was just... Uh... Yeah, literally, it was the same exact uh, stages and footage that they were using last time, although Sprinkle! it was pretty... <laughs> oh, God. Sprinkles the fucking tiger. No, it was Skittles. It was Skittles the tiger. Was well, it was Skittles. Yeah, I'm wondering if they actually... the same little actor girl, actress girl? Was it the same girl from both the night before? No, no, uh, they didn't have a... Uh, I think it was a little white girl for the uh, first for the first show, for the actual Connect show, and then it yeah, was the but little. Yeah, I think you know. I think they were called Skittles the both times. But I was like, uh. is that product placement? Do they get like Skittles permission to use that? But <laughs> no, actually, what surprise? There was a surprise for me in Connect because they just showed a little bit of Dance Central and then the tall event. But then this white guy comes out, glasses. I'm like, wait a minute, that's like, he's that like me. Awesome. And then he busts out some choreographed moves, and he actually looks good doing it. I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, that's an actual game. And then he gets the choreographed guys behind them. I'm like. Okay, they could wait. They could make white man, white man dancing look cool. I'm. No. I'm, I'm a bit <laughs> hey, it'll never happen. <laughs> I, I thought it looked pretty good. I thought the guy looked cool. I mean, he started out a bit rough, but once he got going, once he got moving, I'm like, okay. I, I, I He's not professional, but it's like watching a guy who guitar Guitar Hero. I can get the, into. The crowd that. loved it too. They they really oh, yeah. loved that. Part. Oh yeah. It'll it'll be interesting to see how well that game sells and how well it is accepted. I'm sure it's going to be a critical. Darling, but I, I don't know if it'll be a, a financial one. We'll yeah, see. All, all of the games seemed really limited, especially in their UI. It just seemed uh, it seemed difficult to actually see these being released as full sixty dollar games. You really never know, though. I mean, it could be a complete runaway hit, like Dance Dance Revolution. Like, who would have guessed that stamping four giant arrows on the floor, you know, time to music, was going to be such a huge hit? And it was. You know, so who knows? This this but might be a, a ridiculous hit as well. There's a million dance games though. It's not like DDR, which when that came out, there weren't a ton. There wasn't a ton of competition. I can't even think of the. I, I don't know the name of the other one. There there was another one that was like Stop something, but yeah, um, yeah. I, there's so many dance games now, and they're for all three platforms. They're all unique, and I think some even have multiple dance games. So yeah, oh yeah. Um, there there are, but the, you know, using Connect, I think is is. Uh, it is a little more a unique because of the foot movement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, let uh, that about wrap us up for for Microsoft then. Seems pretty good, yeah. Okay, now I, I like I said I can't remember who was next after that if it was EA or Ubisoft. We can probably just push Ubisoft gently aside, you know, except for we could probably note that they severely misused Joel McHale, who also appeared to be completely bored at that show. Um, <laughs> I mean, really, he is a ridiculously funny guy. Yeah, I, I, uh, Community is a really awesome show. Community is an awesome show. The Soup is an awesome show. And um, he clearly loves video games, but I, I could even tell from, you know, a couple thousand miles away or however the fuck far away I am on the East Coast, he was bored to tears at that show. I did like the uh, his uh, his analysis of the white cubes they brought out for uh, Sean, uh, Sean White snowboarding. That was a... Uh, that was pretty interesting. <laughs> they surprised him with props. I thought that was really funny. It was, <laughs> was. Now, keep in mind, it wasn't as bad as Jamie Kennedy uh, for 360 a couple years ago. He was terrible. He was, I think he was stoned or something, but it was pretty bad. Joe McHale, uh, misuse of talent there, definitely. Although uh, Child of Eden looks cool. The uh, the Connect version of Res, that looked really nice. They opened the show with that. that was- I, I, I have to admit I'm actually kind of interested in your shape, to be honest with you. I that's think a, that's- Yeah, that looked interesting. I think that's going to be an excellent use of of the Connect. Um, 
Although, but, did, uh, did you notice that in the Microsoft press conference, the girl was five foot eight inches, and in the Ubisoft press conference or Konami, you no, know, Ubisoft, she was five foot six inches. No, I didn't notice that. So yeah, it was like, like a difference of two inches, huh? Yeah, the camera misread her. Same woman. Yep, same chick. Huh, that could be a problem. But, you know, again, it's not released yet. You know, there's still plenty of time to work out the kinks. Um, but it was, it was wicked awesome that they, uh, that Kinect registered her, uh, her sweater as something different. It was so casual. She's like, yeah, Kinect recognizes me and my sweater. Takes it off, flips it off, like so pimp. Everyone, yeah. Oh my god, it recognizes the sweater. That was pretty neat. That was pretty neat. And it does look like she's on fire. Hopefully in, in future gaming, they kind of, uh, you know, work that out to create a smoother, uh, appearance to the people because it, it is a little awkward to look at but um ea what did you guys think of ea i've been talking forever chris you got thoughts uh, <laughs> ea was good um and for some reason i cannot remember the name uh it's the cliffy b game was that rage what, what the hell was it called um, it's not rage bold storm yeah. that game looks really really interesting and the reason is that uh, you know, like all FPS games are just starting to look identical to each other. Same thing. Uh, but this, um, it's like how you kill the enemies. Uh, to, you get like a score for it. And I, it's just so unique. Uh, you saw this guy uh, electrocuting people. I guess you could kind of slow down time with a move. Uh, reminded me of another game with that. But it, it was just so different. It was a different take on FPS and... That's the one that really sold me. I, I was going in for the Old Republic. That's the game I really was interested in. And to be honest, I'm slowly becoming less interested. In it. It's looking more and more like a WoW clone. Uh, we'll just ha- I'll just have to see the story component as that surfaces. But the Bulletstorm, that was the game that I was like, wow. You know, it's kind of sad that you say that about about uh, you know the Old Republic. You and I are both. Um, I would call us seasoned MMO players, and, and I think you and I are both tired of WoW-like MMOs. Yeah, yeah that are Asian grindfest, Asian uh, Eastern yeah. MMOs. I can't stand that. You don't you don't have the time for it. It's, there's no time for that. No, that's the problem no. with MMOs. They they're good for people who have a lot of time, or you know, when they come home from work, that's all they do. And I remember from running a guild, that's those were the people I had. They were either students with all, you know free time. Or they were, you know, adults and they came home and they they didn't spend time with anyone else. They just went right into the MMO for the whole night and just yeah. rinse and repeat. And that's not something everybody can do. It's not something I'm going to be able to do anymore. And I want an MMO that has a single player fun factor to it that you can just go in, play, have fun. If you want to play with others, you can. But uh, this is, it's just looking so similar. I can understand the graphic move. The movement towards lower end graphics so more people can play it, computer spec wise. But again, it's I don't know. I, yeah. think, I think they missed a real opportunity with the Old Republic because all they've been showing for multiple years now are CG trailers. Yes. Yep. Yes. I I'm always dubious of MMOs that do that. The last one that actually did that was um uh shoot uh the uh, Richard Garriott one um, uh, Tabula Rasa. Tabula Rasa. I actually enjoyed Tabula Rasa, but uh, sadly, the rest of the world did not. <laughs> no, the, the free market definitely decided that one for Lord Richard. Yeah, poor guy. Um, uh, uh, Gavin, what did, you, what did you think about EA? Because there was a lot that they actually showed at the AI show. Based on form alone, the EA conference is how every press conference should be. 
Basically, they started at the beginning. It's like, we can talk forever. We got 10 games from 10 developers. We're going to get them on stage to talk about it. And most of them were on stage demos. This is what we want to see. We need to see it in motion. We need to see gameplay and we need to see people interacting with it live on stage. Because even if you, even if you risk the chance to fuck up like people did, um, it just gives a much more authentic experience and it just gets us more involved in the process. If that's what, if even if we just saw glimpses of the old republic, that is what we want to see. But yeah. I don't think I was nearly as excited for Bulletstorm as um, Chris was. Although I do like the score mechanic; it was a nice arcadey component to it. Um, I don't think, uh, from what I saw of hot, um, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, if that's all it is, it's really going to be hard to make that into a full game. Yeah. It's like, yay! It's Miami Vice, the video game. I really don't care about cough chases. So it looked exciting, but you're right; it will be hard to make that into a full game. You know, that's going to be worth paying, you know, the sixty bucks for it or fifty bucks for it. And you saw, you saw in the demo, it was a one-on-one chase, and how many times I had to make those second-long U-turns that just drug down the the adrenaline portion of it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. You could play that game on an SNES. It was basically just try to crash into the other guy. It really wasn't that fun looking. Yeah, um, but let's see. I'm trying to remember everything else. Um, I haven't been a sports fan for years, but when Joe Montana came out on that stage, I was <laughs> screaming like a 14-year-old girl. It was it was really <laughs> nice to see him. Um, he looks good for his age, too. I mean, the guy got beat the hell up during his career, so it's really nice to see him out. And his endorsement does still mean a lot to me because he, he's a rare guy to come out there in support of something. So uh, that, the fact that he got he got out there for a franchise that I despise, um, just in terms of its, you know, its um, release iteration, and business practices, I don't know. It made me look twice at it. I'm still not going to get it, but it made me look twice at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what really interested me was two things. Um, one is the uh, I forget what it was called, but it's a it's a EA's answer to another online thing. I think it's like a backstage or something. Uh, they introduced a new networking portion where uh, I think it's mainly for uh, EA MMA. Um, which is their mixed martial arts. Of course, that's what it stands for. And it's basically the live pass where you could literally get a career going as a professional gamer with that game. And I'm, I'm thinking that's a really interesting way to kind of evolve the way people interact with games, mm-hmm. just in general, even for non-gamers. So if it's a success, I'd like to see it be a success, even if it's just enough for someone else than EA to do it. That would be really interesting because I, um, I think that's what, the United States market is missing from everywhere else in the world, especially um, the Eastern markets like South Korea. We don't have these really respected pro gaming circuits. We have pro gaming circuits that you can still get a really good career going and make decent money off of, but it's so far removed from gaming as a culture. I think this is is our ticket to get it into the mainstream gaming culture, and I hope it works. Yeah, uh, I could agree with that. I think that's a a pretty good way to put it. Other than that, of course, I was excited for Dead Space. I like seeing it on stage. That's what I that's what I wanted to see, and it really doesn't didn't disappoint. And I'm like, when he said uh, it's a cliffhanger, the rest is going to be finished at tomorrow at Sony. I'm like, I'm already going. Booyah! Something to look Ooh. forward to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Chris kind of got the short end on that one. Sorry, man. But uh, we actually missed something from Microsoft. Really want to touch on that real quick. ESPN was a really good partnership for them to make. The, uh, Microsoft has been really good for a couple years now, getting those uh, third party partnerships, and ESPN is right on the pulse of their market. So it's going to be interesting to see how, how much that explodes and how quickly, because it is going to. So, good Yeah, I, I could agree. But uh, for the sake of time, let's actually uh, let's push forward. The, uh, the, next one, the next conference after that was actually a Nintendo. Yep. Um, your thoughts on Nintendo, uh, Chris? He was the one that went, so it's mostly going to be you, dude. <laughs> okay. My, my thoughts are awesome. 
That's the one where thought I I predicted Zelda. <coughs> Gavin, <coughs> Gavin, um, <laughs> with with Wii Motion, and that was I was the right case. last year. That I was, was right the, last year. Get off my back. That, that was the case. That was the first thing shown. Actually, I, I got it. And, and boy, was that shown off perfectly. That was hilarious. Oh Don't. yeah. Or <laughs> you know, actually, I had I had this conversation actually with um uh um Justin from Radio Free Gamer uh last week on his show. You know, uh, Miyamoto-san was actually, you know, blaming the uh, interference from the crowd. Um, you know, again, sorry, sir. You know, the 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 Wii does not work with wireless. You know, uh, you know, uh, connectivity. It's it's done by infrared. So his interference was just from him going too far beyond what the Wii could, you know, register. So I was yeah. you're going down on. Jest. I think it was partially a jest, like the whole "oh, it's all your fault" in the crowd, but. Uh... I don't know. You could sense a little bit of frustration in his voice. You know, I—that's I, what I could tell anyway. But then again, I was on the other coast, so you know. Well, Chris, you were there. Um, what, um, you thinking he was a bit—he was joking, but or did you actually? Yeah, it, it, it looked like more or less he was joking. I mean, he was like annoyed that he couldn't do it, but I—I I don't think he—he's uh, not aware of how it works. I think he was just like, "Oh, you in the crowd," and people were laughing in the crowd when he said that. So. I think it was just him more or less joking around uh, to ease a embarrassing situation. Gotcha. Okay, so uh, more about the Nintendo show. Aside from Zelda, uh, they actually had a lot to show. They had the 3DS and yes, some, yes, they stuff. they did have Star Fox, though not the way I thought. I thought it would be a uh, Wii game. They did have Kid Icarus, like Gavin predicted, for 3DS. But the big one for me, and my surprise of the entire show is Donkey Kong Country Returns from Retro Studios. I was drooling. I <laughs> love Donkey Kong Country. It's one of my favorite series. And they better, they better have David Wise composing the soundtrack for that game. He is freelance now. He left Rare. He has every ability to do so. Um, so it's it won't be Donkey Kong Country unless he's composing the music to me. That was a stellar soundtrack. So. It, is both the first and second were out of this world. He didn't do all of the third, but yeah. regardless, yeah, he better be in that. I was not expecting that to come back. So that's my favorite part was the Donkey Kong Country Returns, and it was a favorite for a lot of people. Like nobody could believe it. It's like whoa, we forgot about this. Yeah, when they actually brought out the uh, the 3DS at the end of the show, um, Chris, and yeah. they were they were attached to the women. Yeah, uh, which that was funny. That was like the longest chain of gorgeous women that I've ever seen attached to electronic devices. Endless chain of them. <laughs> now, were you were you actually able to see one um, personally? Uh, one as in a DS or as in a gorgeous woman? Um, let's go Either. with a little bit from column A and a little bit from column B. I was not <laughs> able to see either. I. There, I was up on the second floor area. Well, not the second floor, but second level. And everybody space. knows that gorgeous women do not use stairs. That's true. No, they do not. Far too much they, of a risk, man. They got the they, heels. They got the the dresses that can be there. <laughs> don't don't put beautiful women near stairs. Just don't do it. Well, norm, normal beautiful women could, but when they're attached to you know super duper top secret uh, electronic devices that might be stolen and then sold uh, you know at bars and whatnot and shady havings. Uh, anyway. So that's unfortunate that you didn't get to see one. No, but actually those same women were stuck in the convention center uh, throughout the show. Uh, they ended up marching over there, and that to try out a 3DS, you had they were still tethered to the women. So, Are you kidding me? Nope. 
Uh, well, not not all of them. They did have you know um, a pan- a kiosk uh, on the on the front of the stage hooked up to about forty of them. But while in line, these girls would be um, marching the, up and down the, the line front and of the offering. Stage was the Wii. The front of the stage was the Wii for the Zelda game, not the. Wow. Okay, I'm I'm just confusing the actual um, logistics of the of the actual Nintendo booth. But they did have a separate um, raised platform with with a lot of Nintendo DSs. Ah, uh, all right. Okay. okay well. Yeah. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't want to cut you off, but you know, just for the sake of time, we, we do have to push a little bit forward. Uh, real quickly, let's go through uh, Sony. Uh, Gavin, do you want to take us away for that one? Sure. Um, Sony this year was sadly boring. I guess I can use that one word. Uh, just because last year was so stellar for the company, it was a, it was a real downturn this year. Although they did do, they had a lot of the same formula. Like Microsoft, they spent way too much time on their damn motion control peripheral. And I think a little bit too much time on 3D. But um, it was really sweet. Uh, the Kills on 3 tech demo was absolutely stunning, especially since we all had 3D classes in the actual theater. So it was just amazing. And when the jet, uh, when the, the guy went off on the jetpack near the, the second portion of the demo, it was just like Halo going Star Fox. The entire crowd erupted in applause. And it was, uh, but a lot of it, there are far too many commercials. They were, uh, these right. weren't, these weren't trailers. They were actual commercial advertisements because they had, you know, the, it only does everything and the Sony make believe spots at the very end where they just show the, the logos. And so it, even the, uh, the projector um, got tired after a while because the, uh, he kept cutting off the Sony portion at the very end, just cutting it off to get through the rest <laughs> of the press conference. But in the middle of the show, probably it was almost insulting. They actually spent two minutes on a Coca-Cola partnership that they have coming out in which, um, a lot, about 1.4, 40, uh, 140 million packages of Coke, they said, will be endorsed with the PlayStation Move logo in an, in an advertising campaign. And the Coca-Cola logo just got plastered all over the stage, and it really felt like they were sitting on the floor and presenting themselves, just raising up their backside and spreading their cheeks. It was really – it was it – was, an ethereal moment of surprise. It was just really interesting to see someone go so, so thorough, thorough, not with a partnership, with an endorsement, with an ad, so so deep with that. But they eventually got themselves right. They did do a lot of tech demos. The sorcery one with the move was probably the most interesting, although they, they did have a, a couple mess-ups with the uh, Tiger Woods demo with the PlayStation move. That was kind of funny. But I think, uh, like everyone said, we were uh, disappointed for No Last Guardian, but all were pleasantly surprised and at the same time not surprised to see Twisted Metal come back. And they yeah. had a really nice lengthy demo for that. That was really good to get Jaffe up there and talking about it again. It is his baby after all. And it is the longest running franchise. And it's a good franchise. It's one of those rare ones that have a lot of iterations, but all of them have a plateau of quality that is never below better than average. So these are all, these have always been good games. They haven't made, some of them you can argue haven't been great games, but we can, we have a guarantee of a good solid game that you can at least have a good couple hours with coming out. And it looks great. And they're even trying to do a new multiplayer mode, which is literally team deathmatch, um, with King of the Hill with an escort mission all tied into a single mode. So it's going to be really interesting to see. I think they called it nuke mode. So that would yeah. be, that'd be yeah. nice to see them pull off. But overall, it was just too much motion control and too much 3D and just too many montages. They didn't do it. Okay. It wasn't trailers. It wasn't onstage demos. They had three, I think. They had the Dead Space 1. They had um, Killzone 3. And they had uh, Twisted Metal and uh, a couple more. But it was, uh, it was much less – there were mu- much less developers on stage talking this time around. It was kind of a downturn. 
Okay, just for the sake of time, we actually have to kind of wrap it up a little bit right here. Let's go into our, our final picks. Unfortunately, we are, we are reaching the end of the show. Um, Chris, you go first. Uh, three minutes. Who won the show in your behalf, uh, you know, in your mind, and real quickly, why? Nintendo. Uh, they showcased what may very well be the best launch uh, software lineup in the history of video games with the 3DS. Whoa. Yes, I'm going there. I, I mean, and even though there's some ports, they're doing ports of like really freaking good games, like Ocarina of Time and Star Fox 64, and they look like they're gonna fit well with how the 3DS is designed. I, 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 I don't see how anybody else can top that. And then the Wii games coming out also, um, and a lot of them are coming out this year for winter which just furthers my belief that this is probably one of the best years for games ever as well because of all the uh, sequels, franchise continuations, etc., which I want, I will hit on for Elder Geek later. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely Nintendo. I Microsoft was, you know, Rising was awesome. Reach looked all right. Uh, Fable will also be on PC. PlayStation was, um, I mean, I missed it, but I saw the games. Uh, Killzone 3 looks really good, but uh, yeah, Twist of Metal's all right. Silicon 4 looks okay. Yeah, Nintendo just took it to the house for me. I, I can't, it wasn't even that comparison, really. I, I can't make one. They just destroyed everyone else, game-wise, game-wise. Okay, all right. Gavin, how about you, bud? Um, I'm going to have to agree with Chris on some levels. I can never be surprised by Nintendo anymore because it's just been masturbation since they started. All your, it, um, You have a game that you like, 20 years later, it's going to come back again in some form. They don't have yes. any. They don't have an ability to um, to do anything but regurgitate. It's great regurgitation. They are the experts at regurgitation. They're like the they're like the 30 year old model of the gaming industry. They can throw up like no one's business, and it's great. <laughs> it's quality stuff, but there's no surprise. They still win, hands down. I don't think it's the greatest lineup because it's all ports. Don't um, don't even try to tell me different. Um, I think some of it disappointed me, but. Um, I just think it's the low it's the low quality of everyone else at the show. I think both Sony and Microsoft majorly missed the ball um, in terms of the press conference. I think motion controls they have you know some potential, but I don't think anyone just could have. I just don't think anyone had a good show aside from Nintendo this year. And I think we're comparing them against their really bad shows for the past two years. But just want to throw out a couple mentions to no press conferences. The surprise of the show was Epic Mickey. No one really knew anything about it, and it really came out. It really impressed on all levels. The art design's amazing. War Inspector had the greatest spiel of the show floor anywhere else, and I think the biggest surprise of the show was Gabe Newell on the PlayStation stage because he's been, he's been bitching at it all through the generation, and he comes out and says Portal 2 will be the best on a PS3 on console. So that was the biggest surprise, and the trailer was amazing. But, of course, Nintendo won, and it just isn't um, just because no one else had anything good really okay all right i you know to to kind of close out the show here's here's my two cents um i personally feel that that sony actually won the show Whoa. um absolutely i i feel that uh i would say that 99.9 percent of the stuff that sony had showed on the floor i at least had a moderate interest in you know games that i'm normally not interested in like tiger woods and stuff actually looked really good on the on the move to me you know, that looked like the kind of game that I would actually want to buy to have casual gamers come over and actually play at my house. If I was like, hey, you know, check it out. You can play golf, and, and it's kind of fun, and everybody can kind of do it. The stuff that they were showing that were we like games, 
I feel like those were the kind of games that we tried to do in the beginning but missed the opportunity to or didn't quite do them right. Like golf, I felt like sorcery was was the magic game that the Wii always should have had done from launch but never did. Um, you know, and, and that, you know, I, I really loved that. I thought Killzone 3 looked fantastic. I thought Infamous 2 looked really great. I really don't give that big of a shit. If Cole has a different voice, who freaking cares as long as the game is fun? Um... I don't know. I, I thought Nintendo was fantastic. I really did. I am so gra- grateful that they are starting to re-cater towards a more hardcore crowd. But kind of like you had said before, they just seem to be kind of regurgitating the same titles. And though they are fun titles, it seems to be more focused towards a crowd that enjoys more retro gaming than they do, you know, kind of pushing the envelope. Um, Microsoft was an absolute disappointment. Ubisoft was an absolute disappointment with the exception of your shape. And, um, you know, EA, I'm kind of moderately uh, interested in Call of Duty. That's about it, I think. Okay. <laughs> there you have it. Thanks I think so. that's a good way to wrap up. Um, I just I, I just want to throw out another mention to the written articles that we're going to be throwing up in the next week, which includes Sella's, uh, all of the stuff Sella couldn't be on here to say this time, including her thoughts on the 3DS. She has some really technical thoughts that will affect your purchase if you get it. So you're going to want to ch- uh, double check that. That will make you think differently on the 3DS. But we have a ton of stuff on the games. Both uh, Chris and I will have a ton of stuff coming out. So E3's not done yet. Hopefully soon, though. <laughs> oh yeah, it'll be done. No, right, we're, gonna, is... we're gonna we're gonna stretch it on until next year. <laughs> this has been our E3 postmortem show. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yahoo! You're all clear, kid. I love Total Carnage! Mamma mia!